hair, whack. His gear, whack. His jewelry, whack. His foot stance, whack. The way that he talks, whack. The way that he doesn't even like to smile, whack. Me, I'm sick as fuck. I'm sick. I'm really <laughs> sick. Guys, I'm sick. It's bad. I got a virus of some kind. I went to the doctor and a Martha. Damn. Uh, I feel lots of empathy for you, especially after doing that strep episode a few months back. The strep episode? Yeah, the strep episode. How do they not put that together? God damn it. <laughs> That's perfect. I got some gnarly viruses. We were recording this on Tuesday, and it was Thursday. I started feeling it creeping up my back. You know, you get the little prickles of the fucking body ache, right? Like, oh, I'm coming down with something. I woke up in the morning just a destroyed, like can't can't function like completely fucked sick. So I'm like, all right, I called into work. And then I had to call in the next day. Like normally, you know, you you know, you get a, you know, an illness of some kind, take a day off work, you come back, you're fine. Uh yeah. no, I was down for the count for 2 days and I still feel like shit. I'm still like regular dose and dayquil and fucking nonsense. I bet you can hear it. I don't sound like I don't think I sound great. It's not super super noticeable, but I definitely it, it, there's definitely a twinge of ow, oof, ouch, my immune system. Yeah, it's fucking bad, dude. I just wanted to complain about it. I'm sweating so much. I can't fucking stand it. I'm dying. Well, dude, you're going to sweat even more because we're bringing the fucking heat to Radio Free Toadpeg this Woo! week. Yeah, I couldn't go high yeah. on that or it would or it made me cough really bad. Oh, fucking picky is clawing your litter box. Picky. Come on. She's got to do it. Them's the rules. Cats got to bury their shit. They signed a covenant with God that they would hide their poop, and that's how they do. She's sniffing the box. You covered it. You ever poop and then just sniff it? No. <laughs> no. Okay, good job, Cap. All right. What did I just said? We're bringing a heat or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you are <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's moving stuff though, which is good. Uh, That's see. good. Let it let it all out. Let it all out oh into uh into the fucking pod world. Oh yeah, also I lost so okay, that X Wing League I've been prattling on about for weeks and weeks and weeks. Um they finally so the tur- it came to an end. I was pretty much towards the bottom. I can't even remember what my rank was. But he decided that he would seed it into a single elimination tournament. And I uh, got knocked out the first round. So, hey, fuck me, right? Rest in peace. Yeah. Arthur's immune system and Arthur's uh, tiny spaceships. <laughs> They're done. They're gone. Man, I just got back. I was in uh, Yellowstone and Grand Teton with my family until yesterday. And that was rad as fuck. That's way cooler than the shit I was talking about. <laughs> I, was, I, saw, I saw Old Faithful. I saw some fucking geysers. Rode a horse. Uh... Up some mountains, the lead horse was farting the entire time, and you could see it ruffle through its tail. <laughs> uh, I went rafting. This is an active ass weekend, so now I'm fucking exhausted because I have not had like a chill day. Uh, but regardless, between uh, both of our bodily struggles currently, uh, we're gonna fucking make it through because we've got we got some weird content this week. Exciting stuff. 
Yeah, Arthur, have you have you heard of this this first one? This uh, the first question we're doing. It, it was actually tweeted out. It's a Reddit relationships post that has gone kind of viral. Uh, I believe it has this to do with a, mouse figurines. I believe this is also from Am I the asshole? Or Am I no. the asshole? Is that no relationships? Isn't it okay? Whatever. <laughs> but she's like the the poster in the in the quote here explains that they took it to Am I the asshole also. Oh, okay. I only read fucking half of it. I'm trying to give context for it. <laughs> Anyways, some of some of you may have seen this. This blew up a decent amount, and uh, post has been deleted. Um, but we have we found a tweet with a record of it. So, uh, what do you say we we start out with this? Exciting. I'm ready. All right. Bit of a long one, but uh, listener, buckle the fuck in uh, because I. F-34, I'm pregnant and struggling with my husband's, M-35, lack of support regarding my in-law's behavior. How can I improve this situation? Sorry for the length. I've explained this on Am I the Asshole. Okay, shit. My bad. <laughs> but since the common opinion is that I'm not at fault, I was told to look for advice elsewhere. Some info. I've been happily married for 10 years now. I'm still very much in love, and he's my best friend, and we normally never argue. I'm not even sure if this was an argument, but it left me feeling lonely, unsupported, and isolated from his side of the family. The relationship with his parents has been strained. They own a number of mouse figurines. They're made from different material, and one is a giant papier-mâché one called Timothy. Each one of them has a whole character profile with backstories, personal preferences, family relations, etc. And all of them are seen as part of the family. Timothy even is my in-law's grandchild. What unsettles me is that they constantly talk as them with other mice or each other and guests. They'll use a high-pitched tone and they'll talk in a manner that little children would use. For instance... My husband's father will squeakingly say, and I'm going to try to do it, My tummy hurts! I am hungry! (laughs) (laughs) While wiggling a mouse plushie in my face. I'm then expected to answer the mouse and get it, not him, something to eat. They do this constantly. In fact, most of the time, the mice are talking, not them. Till now, I've never said anything judgy but I usually avoid talking to the mice and instead address the person talking. I've never talked as a mouse. His parents have noticed this and have often tried forcing me into it. They are visibly upset that I won't participate and have gifted me mice figurines on several occasions that I have not used. I understand that it's probably them welcoming me into the family, but I'm just too creeped out by it. When they visit us, they force me to get them out of the closet and display them, and I feel really invaded by that. At the same time, I feel silly about feeling invaded by inanimate objects. Today it escalated when we announced that I am pregnant, and my father-in-law replied that it would be wonderful to soon have two grandchildren. And by the first, he meant Timothy. For the first time, I got angry and said that he didn't have a grandchild yet, and that my child wasn't comparable to a papier-mâché mouse. They got very angry, and I got screamed at as Timothy for disrespecting him. He called me stupid. This is the conflict I need advice for. 
Instead of supporting me, my husband stayed silent the whole time and later told me that many people's stuffed animals talk and that he can't understand how I am so tolerant in everything but this. I was crying at this point, but he didn't comfort me, which is very unlike him, and how I know that he is truly upset as well. I've been very sad as I'm a family-oriented person, and I've always regretted that I don't feel included in his side of the family. His parents have always acted cold towards me, although I've made an effort to take a genuine interest in their lives and to build a bond with them. After my outburst, it's obviously even worse. I feel lonely and unsure, and I don't know how to act anymore, or how to make him understand that I need him to do something. I don't even know what I want him to do exactly, but I'm scared that he will reject me for being difficult and putting him in an uncomfortable position, but at the same time, I feel like I can't stand this anymore. I'm scared that they'll do this to our children and make them feel unloved. So I'm looking for advice on how to deal with this situation. Should I press the issue or accept the situation and try to avoid them? How should I deal with this once our child is born? TLDR, my in-laws communicate as and via mouse figurines who they see as family members. I don't want to participate and told them my child would be different from and more important than a mouse grandchild. They got really angry and instead of supporting me, my husband thinks I should be more tolerant. And that was posted by, uh, well, the post is deleted, but, you know, we got that text for you. It's, uh, let's see, what did they say? I think I saw it down here. I have a mouse problem was the user. User, I have okay. a mouse problem. There we go. And uh, this person definitely does. Because holy <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> they like, this is, this is definitely a severe neurosis. These people have created a fucking vortex of, of neurosis and fucking like, like, I wonder if, so that say the two grandparents get in a fight. Right? Yeah. They're like arguing with each other over something. I wonder if they'll pick up a mouse and be like, you're being a passive aggressive bitch. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, like, Timothy says that, oh, you, oh, we haven't had sex in years, you old coos. <laughs> exactly. Like, it, it seems so odd to me that, like, oh my God. I was about to say I can kind of understand if. No, I can't understand any of this. Um, but, like, if you do it in, like, a fun or playful time, like, when it's, like, good things happening and you do, like, mouse voice with your little mouse grandchild, <clears throat> I kind of get that to an extent. But when it's, like, serious or negative things and you're doing it in the mouse voice, that just seems fucking insane to me. It does. And, like, fucking patronizing of, uh, you know, any issue you're going through. If somebody's stuffing a goddamn paper mache mouse in your face, it's, it's very strange. I feel like I, I feel like this is one of those things that you know maybe this was a little bit like they were collecting these and they started doing the voice and like very you know pretty funny and then they just took it way 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 too far you know as soon as somebody crossed the line from like jokiness into uh, oh like uh, yeah our uncle died uh, but who's breaking the news it's the paper mache mouse yeah oh my god <laughs> he fought cancer for three years. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like as yeah. soon as they started, they started like taking in serious fucking topics, like you were saying. I feel like that's when it just goes off the goddamn rails. That's when it's because then people are just, you know, if, if if you're a little bit nutty, maybe it's like some sort of coping mechanism. Do you know what I mean? For like yeah. these heavy situations, like they're hiding their emotions behind these uh, these mouse figurines. It's I something fucking happened to these people. 
Uh, I don't know if it was a virus of some kind. (laughs) Or maybe they're evolving. Maybe they can telepathically communicate with mice figurines. And they just use it to express. I I don't fucking know. You just, like, burn their house down. I don't know, man. Like, you you have to do something. You have to strike back against the mouse empire. You do. I think the mice are haunted. I think they're controlling your partner's family here. And it's, you know, it's not them just using them and playing the game. Like the mouse or the mice are really pulling the strings here. And, uh, you got to get all those mouse figurines. You burn a bonfire in the backyard. You get a fucking fire truck filled with holy water and you torch them and you just spray all that shit down. I think that's the only way to get rid of this, this, uh, fucking rodent curse. I wonder, you know, it's like the plague of rats. I wonder what would really happen if you killed Timothy. Like, I seriously wonder if that would be, like, if he would, like, your husband would divorce you and you'd never speak to any of them again. Yeah. The cop, the cop show up at the house. <laughs> Charge you with murder. <laughs> Fuck, man. Yeah, it turns out the entire You're... town's in on it. It's like the fucking wicker man. <laughs> Holy shit. And then, oh, my God. And then they, they fucking kill you and turn you into a mouse figurine. Maybe that's oh. fucking part of this shit. The mice... The mice were people who used to be alive and in the family. There really was a fucking grandson, and they fucking killed him, and they they put his soul into this fucking paper mache mouse. Holy fuck! This is going Holy in the fuck. this is going in the our relationship cinematic universe. This is. <laughs> oh, that's so, so yeah. fucking cool. You you gotta exercise the fucking demons from these mice figurines, and uh, I don't know. This whole thing is absurd. I, I just think it's a fucking funny-ass post. If this is actually fucking real, like, yeah, this is this is a serious mental issue here, and you need to communicate that to your husband. Yeah. It's just strange that in all other aspects he's normal, but, like, this particular thing has just taken control of the oh, family. Yeah. It's very... It's very bizarre. If it's real, it's very fucking spooky. I think maybe, maybe you engage with it to some degree. Some people in the uh, comments here are suggesting that you get, like, a cat figure, like a cat stuffed uh. animal. You just fucking show up and be like, listen, you're going to give Veronica, that's the name I've chosen for the user, you're going to give Veronica respect about her child, or I'm going to gobble you up. <laughs> see what they fucking, Holy fuck. See, see what they fucking do with that. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, use the use the cat figurine to kind of to, to control the environment. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then just start taking them from them, like when they're not looking. Just start stealing. Bingo, them shit. dude. <laughs> By your own fucking logic, if these mice are real, this cat is real, and this yeah. cat is eating your mice. The cat is eating your mice, and you're gonna have to show me some fucking respect, or shit's gonna keep going down. <laughs> Just start mounting the little figurine mouse heads on pikes <laughs> along the uh, kitchen counter. Oh, yeah. See get, what happens? <laughs> get fucked, mice people. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. This is okay. nuts. This is for, fucking nuts. It is. For for real, talk to your husband about this. It, it, maybe if he's not buying the fact that this is so strange, just stress that this is waking you the fuck out. You feel like you can't really communicate your feelings, and particularly the fact that they're like holding this above like your actual child as if it's an equal thing. Oh uh, that, yeah, that, those are things that are like pretty fucking serious problems here. Absolutely. So, he needs to stand up for you. He needs to understand that this is strange, and uh, at the very least, if they're not going to stop doing the mice thing, like stop using the these paper mache fucking rodents as, as vehicles for your assholery. Yeah. Family. 
Like, hey, uh, if you're going to be a dick to me, can you not do it through a giant paper mache mouse? <laughs> you just be a dick to my face. Bingo. All right. Good luck. Man, get some fucking mouse traps too. I don't know. Poison, nice food, whatever you do. Just, yeah. Ooh, and just start putting them, exercise them. Just start putting fucking mouse traps everywhere around your house. Like, invite them over, and it's just mouse traps everywhere, and just like unbroken eye contact. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Rest in peace, Timothy. We uh, we hardly knew you. You little piece of shit. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Check this one out. Girl- right. Girlfriend wants to go to frat parties that I'm not allowed to go to. With school coming back soon, my girlfriend posed this question and asked how I feel about it. More specifically, how would you feel if me and my girlfriends go to frat parties during the week and you're not invited? I don't mind her going to a girls' night or partying with friends, which she already does. I occasionally DD her, drop her off, and pick her up on nights when I don't hang out with her friends or drink. Other nights she goes out with her friends completely without me, while I go out completely with my friends without her. The difference... I find between those nights and frat party nights and why I feel some type of way about it, why a way about that are, colon, one, she has been roofied, literally unconscious, couldn't move the whole deal, and then almost raped by a dude until her friend basically rescued her at a frat party. Two, if someone invited me to a party slash night out but wouldn't let my homie come with me, there's no way I'd go to the function. Sorry, if he can't come, then I won't go. That's lame, let alone if someone told me my girlfriend can't go. I'm not going to have I'm not going to prioritize a night of fun with random people over ongoing relationships I have, not to mention this would be an ongoing thing. Three, most obvious. The reason outside guys aren't allowed in is because the girls are invited for one thing, which goes back to point number one. My question is, is it unreasonable for me to feel pretty uncomfortable with this, knowing that she's literally already been one step away from being raped? and that she will be attending these parties knowing that I'm straight up not invited to hang out with her. Uh, TLDR 2620F asking me 26M if I'm cool with her going to weekly parties that I'm not invited to. And that was posted by Tyler the Douche. Oof. Doesn't sound like a douche to me. Yeah, I don't, I don't think this is totally unreasonable. I mean, particularly because of the roofing situation. Right. Like, that's fucking horrifying, and I'd be, I'd be real scared about that, too. Um, on kind of the other hand, though, like, she's a full of six years younger than you. She's in college. I don't know. This is, this is shit that people do in college. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of get it. But then on the other hand, if this is, like, literally a weekly thing, then I'm like, okay, the combination of that and, and the fucking horrifying almost rape situation that happened like why why do you keep doing this like that would i'd I'd be concerned and that would that would wig me out um but i don't know you're you're you know you're in fucking different stages of life here um and you can't you you can't like if this is something she's doing with her friends you can't you know put the fucking kibosh on that right uh because that gets that gets to a point of being overly controlling right so I, what I'm trying to kind of say is I think you got to find this balance point here. You got to communicate your concerns about her being drugged because that's fucking scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and just let her like it being this frequent, like it's just a lot for you. You feel like you're not being able to spend a lot of time with her and it just makes you uncomfortable. I would definitely like not use the words like you cannot go, right. but you got to express that this bothers you and 
hopefully, you know, she is understanding of that. And you come to some kind of compromise on this. Um, but if not, man, this might, this might just be, you know, you're, you're in too far off different stages of life for this to work. That seems like a possibility. Uh, and it seems like you're, you're doing everything you can in terms of like, you know, you don't sound like a real controlling kind of guy, you know? Yeah. She goes out to functions. Hell, I'll even pick her up and drop her off and not be even be involved at all. And she'll go out drinking with her friends. And that's not a problem. Um, it's, I, I feel I've never been to a frat party because I'm not a single girl or a frat guy. (laughs) Um, but I get the vibe from those parties that it's pretty much like, Hey, let's get every girl possible here so that we have our pick of the litter is how I feel it goes. Right. And that kind of how that is accurate. Uh, so I feel like these frat parties, like what, like what's the point of her going to these frat parties as opposed to other potential party options that aren't kind of explicitly, you know, meat markets. I, I, I do get that, you know, her friends are going to this. She's trying to hang with her friends. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I understand that. I don't know. I went to a couple frat parties in college. You're definitely accurate. It was mostly like ones that I was friends with a couple of the folks and, lived in what was basically a frat house when I, my first year in LA, uh, the end of college. Um, so like I, this is without getting too far into the, the issue of frats being fucking notorious for rapiness, which is accurate. Like that's a, that is a definite thing that happens. Um, but, but it is also just, you know, not everybody is like that. Right. She's also her own fucking person here. Yeah. I understand yeah. you being worried about her, but like this is her decision to make. And if she is, I'd fucking say brave enough to be like, this happened, um, but like I'm not going to let that, you know, fuck up me hanging out with my friends. Again, that, that's that's on her. That's her decision. But it, it, it is such a weird in between point though, because you're like, but like these things, like it's it's fucking statistics. Like rape is really fucking common at these things. That's fucking horrifying. But also, yeah, she's her own person. You want her to be able to hang out with her friends. It's a fucking tough one. Yep. Uh, okay, here's what you, here's what you fucking do. Uh, you buy her some activated charcoal tablets so that, like, if she's at the party and she's getting drunk and things are feeling kind of wavy, just drop one of these tablets. Instantly, it's going to X all the alcohol out of your system and maybe you get a few more minutes of lucidity to escape. I don't know. Fuck. Um... And yeah, tell her Godspeed. Yeah, make your, make your, uh, I don't know about objections, your discomfort known. And, uh, you know, she is her own person. She's going to do her thing, and you can't, you can't stop her. So, fuck. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's got to come down to like a mutual understanding and, and agreement here. You know, you can't fucking lay down the law on this. And she can't make you totally comfortable with this. And if you can't agree on some kind of intermediate point, I just don't think this is going to work out. Possible. Um, but yeah, man, Jesus fucking Christ. What a world to live in where, you know, women got to worry about you know, you're just trying to go to a fucking party and then all of a sudden you're knocked out. It's fucking horrifying. That is yeah. fucking horrifying. Yeah, I've seen some real horrifying shit uh, on campuses. It's fucking disgusting. Uh, I'm the will... same, man. And that's what I'm saying with the pervasiveness and like why this is fucking actively scary. Like I, I think every single person I know knows at least one person who was drugged or assaulted or yeah. some more than fucking one person. You know what I mean? It is yeah. fucking, it's so common 
but then at the same time, it's like you can't let that control your fucking life and it just be fucking inside all the time. You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Ah, uh, I don't know. I, that, that, just the discussion between you is about the best I can articulate this. Like I don't, you know, I was never a woman at frat parties. I can't, I can't completely put myself in this position. So I don't think I'm like cool to kind of speak on. You should or shouldn't do this. Uh, but again, I, it's it's got to be a conversation yeah. here. She's definitely part of it. Can I can I, can I tell uh, kind of a fun lighthearted story about frats that'll uh, kind of break the tension here? Yeah. So uh, perhaps to no one's surprise, my nerd ass was on one of the um, what do they call them? Executive boards of a queer student org at uh, at OSU. That's and, a good kind of frat, right? And uh, so we were talking about an event that we wanted to organize and our our advisor was like maybe we want to get the greek orgs involved and then they got and then uh somebody was like yeah but they'll want to make it all about drinking and they start getting into like stereotypes about frats right well i didn't follow that frats was that greek was frats i thought they were literally talking about like greek (laughs) national student orgs and i got kind of uncomfortable and i was like isn't that a like eventually, I piped up. I'm like, "That's a little racist, guys." And they're like, "What?" I was like, "Talk about the Greeks like that," and they were like, "Frats." <laughs> like, oh shit, I'm dumb as hell. <laughs> Why do these people have such a fucking problem with Greece, dude? That's yeah, messed up. That's messed up. I didn't know Greeks had. I didn't know it was a stereotype that Greek people like to drink a whole bunch. I didn't know that was a thing. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. Well, good times. Uh, I I hope this shit pans out, and uh, I hope you know every frat dude or anybody out there is trying to drug people uh, slips and smashes their head on the floor and dies. Nice. All right, question box time. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, Woo! Nailed that transition. It's the it's the anonymous question box, where uh, we read the questions from you, the listeners. And uh, hey, if you want to send one of your questions in, you can hit the link in our Instagram bio, or go to our site, RadioFreeToteBag.Podient.Co, and click on the tab at the bottom that says something along the lines of "Ask Your Question," and you'll come to the question box site. You type your question into the box, you press send, and uh, then we read it on the show. And uh, we got two questions this week. Uh, so are three ready to get into it? Let's go for it. All right. Hello. Hello. Hello to hello to you. I was told I could post a question here, even though I've never listened to your podcast before. Mm. So I've been <laughs> so I've been watching some friends' relationship dilemma from afar, and I just want to know what you guys would do. So my boy Beavis is over here, <laughs> living a few hours out of town. His long-term lady, Angina, just got back from studying abroad overseas for a couple months. They've been together since high school, but they've been banging off and on because they live so far away from each other that it'd be too hard to handle a full-on relationship. So they put the whole thing on hold while she was gone. While she was gone, uh, Beavis met a new lady, Seamus Finnegan, and takes her on a trip to the bone train on the bone train to Poundtown for a few weeks. Uh-huh. 
Angina gets back, and Beavis comes back to town for Angina's birthday celebration. But he acts weird all night, trying to avoid her and get as drunk as possible, because she's ready to smush, and he doesn't want to entangle any alliances. (laughs) He doesn't want to tell her what he did, because there is more or less a friend's situation. Ross and Rachel on pause, and uh, Beavis obviously broke that and just doesn't want to bang or discuss it. Angina can tell something is up. So my question is, what should Beavy Boy do? Couple things. One, sorry this is long, cut it down how you want. No, you're good. You're good. Two, they, they bang the next morning after the party, after a discussion about not wanting to do this anymore. And three, Angina has said before that she doesn't want to know anything about what he does in his quote-unquote free time. On a fourth note, uh, all big 21-year-olds over here. Well, I... I'd say things are kind of doing what they're supposed to do, right? Like, uh, if the arrangement was when you're out of town, everybody can do what they want. Uh, I don't think he should have been weird about it. You know, so Beavis is smashing Seamus while, uh, while Angina's out of town. And that's just, that's, I think that was part of the agreement. I think Homeboy's just making it weird for no fucking reason. I, I get it though like especially if oh, this is yeah. your first time having a situation like that like, oh I, it's I weird know, I could see that skeeving me out you're concerned about her finding out so it just makes you act all off um, he's just not playing it cool enough he should be playing it cooler exactly that's the, that's the move here because you had the agreement nobody did anything wrong here it just is a little bit awkward um, you know but if you love you love this angina girl here if that's like who you really care about and you want to keep seeing uh you know, you got to keep doing that. You got to keep conversation going. You got to keep seeing each other. Uh, you know, otherwise she's going to get wigged out too. And then your arrangement is going to fall apart. And, uh, you know, if you like this other girl you've been hooking up with more, well, okay, maybe that's fine. Um, but if that's the case too, you got to tell her like, Hey, I'm dating somebody now and this needs to end. You can't leave her kind of in, in this in between space where she thinks there's an agreement here and there's not now. So yeah, because what happens when you go out of town for the weekend and she fucks around with somebody and you come back and you're heartbroken? How about that? Bingo. Bingo. So, so yeah. Make your expectations clear. And, uh, if, well, he's got to make his expectations clear. I'm not talking to the question asker. Um, so, yeah, he's Beavis has just got to be clear with Angina. I'm going to say their names as much as possible because it's, it's so funny. Um. And if I, I maybe there's something here. Maybe they should actually fucking go for it. Maybe they should make an effort to like live closer together if it's an important relationship. I don't know. Yeah, but you you definitely got to discuss your feelings here again, particularly if like Beavis here, his feelings have changed. He can't you can't leave her on the line. That's not fucking cool. Um, you know, and if the, if there's like kind of a jealousy thing or something going on here, then like yeah, or they're like you're saying, maybe you should just fucking get together if you feel that strongly about each other. Because um, I feel like especially you know you're, you're 21, this is relatively uh, early in your relationship career. Uh, this this is it's kind of a big ask. Like this takes a lot of being able to kind of distance yourself from emotions and like being cool and understanding of each other because like logically you understand this agreement. But as we've talked about before, like emotions are going to fucking come up into this. And if you want to make this work, like really got to be, be really got to be staying on the ball mentally here. Yeah. Straight up. So 
Isn't angina a heart condition? It is. It is a heart condition. Angina pectoris. Does she have angina? Was she named angina because she has angina? I can tell you this. She's got a cute angina. Nice. Acute, because that's, that's a form of angina that you can develop is acute angina. Oh, gotcha. I thought you were just commenting your heart condition being adorable. <laughs> that was a much better joke. It just went a little bit over my head. I'm glad I explained it. The best humor is explained. <laughs> it certainly is. And, okay. and that's funny because uh, explaining a joke often ruins the joke. <laughs> <laughs> we're geniuses. Okay. Hey, fucking, hey, I, I fuck. Wait, okay, yeah, go for it. Okay, fuck you. Okay, if you could go on any romance slash love based reality TV show competition, which would it be and why? I I don't know too many romance or love based reality TV shows. I, like the, I know The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. I'm not really sure what else there is. Googling it. Let's see. We've got The Bachelorette, The Bachelor, of course. You've got um, Love Island. Okay. Let's, let's see there. There's Big Brother, which it's not explicitly a romance uh, dating show, but it or like it becomes one, like within fucking minutes. You know, they put these people <laughs> put these people in a house, and then they all start fucking. Imagine that. Um. Oh, here's here's one that I definitely would go on. It's Beauty and the Geek. Let's see. Let's get a brief synopsis of this. The premise of the show consists of a group of beauties, young women who have relied primarily on their looks, and a group of geeks, young men who have relied primarily on their intellect rather than social aptitude or looks. This show is sexist as fuck. Who are paired up (laughs) to compete as couples for a shared $250,000 in prizes. For the fourth season, the producers modify the formula to include an extra team consisting of male beauty and female geek. Oh, oh, oh. oh equality. So very, very equal. progressive. This, this is show. this is the future liberals want. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's probably where I'd go. I'd get All right. paired up with a hot chick the, to do that's nerd your shit. Pick? Yep. Hell yeah. Uh, is uh. Well, I can't do that one because I'm both very intelligent and very attractive. <laughs> you ass. <laughs> uh, yeah, put me on, put me on, uh, put me on douche island. <laughs> now, what's the uh, what's the what's the island one? Is it just a bunch okay. of people are on an island and then you end up boinking, banging? Seems on the, likely. On the island. I like islands. Islands are nice. Where's the? F- Fucking Wikipedia page for Love Island, Love Island, Wiki search it now. Okay. Uh, it's a British dating reality TV show. It's the revival of an earlier celebrity series of the same name. Uh, let's see. Format. Involves a group of contestants referred to as Islanders. Living in isolation from the outside world in a villa on Mallorca, constantly under video surveillance. To survive in the villa, islanders must be coupled up with another islander, whether it be for love, friendship, or money. As the overall winning couple leaves with 50,000 pounds. On the first day, the islanders couple up for the first time based on first impressions, but over the duration of the series, they are forced to recouple, so they can choose to remain in their current couple or swap and change. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. 50,000 pounds. That's a, that's a heavy prize. How are you going to get that back to the mainland? <laughs> knew get you it. were gonna do a joke it. like that oh yeah on, a, on account of the british currency pounds as <laughs> uh, the same word as the uh as the uh what, imperial system measurement yeah very that, funny stuff that's a i'll st- take that one 
That's a stealth callback to our previous joke about explaining jokes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> let's just let's keep this explanation train rolling. No, I, 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 I like that one. I don't yeah. know. I'm down for the little contest element of it. Islands are pretty fucking rad. And uh, I could be the token American and wear yeah. a cowboy hat and uh, <laughs> put immigrants in cages. Okay. <laughs> oh, topical. <laughs> Uh, all right. Yeah, that's that's our answers. That's a, that's a fun question. I don't yeah, know. I like that. I, did you did you watch many of those? That ever been your thing? There was one called Joe Millionaire that I watched. Uh, it was basically the premise was uh, this guy is a millionaire and you won't fall in love with him because he has a million dollars. But it turned out the guy didn't actually have any money. It was like a secret on the show. Like the producers just like you know they made up a backstory for him and you know, made him out to be this millionaire. And then these women like fought like hell to get married to him at the end of the series. And then after they get married, they find out he doesn't have any money. Jesus. Yeah. It's pretty raw, right? That's, that's, a, that's fucked up for a lot of reasons. There, oh yeah. I reckon that'd be fascinating television. Oh, it was fucking excellent. If, uh, if probably unethical. Oh, absolutely. All right on. Maybe I'll maybe I'll start watching this shit, discover a new interest, and then uh, I'll talk about it incessantly on the show. Who knows? <laughs> I like That's a good, good like high school drama. I could, I could see getting into this. Well, right on. Thank you, uh, thank you, listeners, for your question this week. If you're listening, you got something in the back of your head, please throw it in the box, and uh, we'll take it on in our next episode. Uh, but in the meantime, blocked immediately after hooking up. 27-year-old F here. I met a guy online, 20-year-old male, a few weeks ago and we've been talking nonstop. We FaceTimed every day and were in constant communication. We both agreed that we only wanted sex and maybe something else down the line, but not a one-time thing. Last night we met up for the first time and had incredible sex. After, he said he was going to his car to smoke, kissed me, and said he'd be right back. When he didn't come back after 15 minutes, I knew he had left. Before I could call him, he had blocked me on all forms of communication. I'm not looking to be told that I shouldn't have slept with him the first time I met him, but what what in the world is the deal with this type of behavior? Should I just write him off as being an asshole? Uh, TLDR, younger guy, blocked me immediately after hooking up for the first time. And uh, they got a little edit here. Uh, I don't think I'm owed anything. I just have never experienced anything like this. Why spend so much time talking to someone to do that? And that was posted by Pinolope27. <laughs> sure, Pinolope. Definitely. Oh, man. I, this, he's just an asshole, I think, right? He's just kind of like, it's kind of an asshole move. FaceTiming every day, talking all the time. And then he fucking, you know gets the honey and he's like i'm gonna go out to my car to smoke and then he just Damn, drives away that was fucking zany fucking tucks and rolls no this is it's definitely a shitty move like okay accurate you don't owe each other anything but like it, it, you can also just be a decent person and fucking communicate about this sort of thing yeah and uh I, I don't know given that you talked for so long before this is the first time you met first time you had sex and then he left i feel like you know, either he, you know, post-sex was like, oh, no, and felt guilty about it in some way. Uh, maybe he was fucking cheating on somebody. Maybe, uh, mm. you know, 
maybe he just isn't like a hookup sort of person and then tried it and got a little wigged out. I mean, this dude's 20. I can't reckon he's that experienced. Um, alternatively, maybe he met you in person and, you know, the sexual energy got you guys to the point of fucking, but then he kind of realized he was really not into you. Mm. And being inexperienced and potentially kind of a jackass, he was too wigged out to, like, try to communicate that, and so he just left. Yeah. Only thing I, yeah, that's all I got, too, man. Like, it's, you know, something happened with him. I don't think it's anything you did. I mean, I don't have any information, but, like, I feel like this was maybe his game plan. Uh, And that fucking sucks. It's a shit thing to do. Uh, no, it does. Any any of these, you know, potential explanations, it all does suck. But I think the answer is going to be the same to each of these, which is you kind of got to let it go and chalk it up to a what the fuck was that situation. And I don't know. At least it's it, it's an interesting story. That's really fucking bizarre. Yep. Uh, moving into the comments here. Uh, Get tested and move on. Shrugging emoji says loser 56. Sounds about right. There you go. Yep. Good, good call there. He probably has a girlfriend, honestly, says Hupak Moneybags, too. And somebody said he's a child. He behaved like a child, says, I can handle it okay. This is basically touching on the potential explanations we gave, uh, which, again, though, it's just when it comes down to it, it's kind of irrelevant. You know, it it, it sucks. Um, Let's see. Okay, this is a potentially interesting comment from old Penelope here. Uh, she responds to that saying, yeah, that was kind of the whole attraction for me. He lived out of town. I got us a hotel room for the night in his city, and he filled the bad boy archetype for me. He filled more I typically than that. Date... Nice, nice! I typically date guys a lot older than me, and I've never had this experience. Yeah. Yeah, and you got it. Hey, good for you. Yeah. It did, you know, the, the the hotel room kind of hookup here. Like I, I feel like there's kind of an agreed upon situation here, and it's that yeah. you're gonna hook up. And you know, you discussed other things and you talked for so long, and so it sucks that it can't be like some sort of friends with benefits situation. But he's clearly not into it for whatever reason, so you you gotta you gotta let it go. Yep, definitely, dude. He wanted to fuck y'all. Fucked. He got what he wanted. He moved on. This shit happens sometimes. <laughs> says what for then so yeah nailed it bad boys bad boys what you gonna do what you gonna do when they smoke a cigarette and leave you <laughs> nailed it <laughs> arthur save me what's the next question hey 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 okay all right fine my 24f boyfriend 26m of six months told me that i need to quote unlove the men from my past before i can love him I've been dating Mark for six months and have known him for about eight months. I just moved to my current city nine months ago for grad school, and Mark was one of the first people that I became close with. He's been really great and helped me feel comfortable in a new city. Recently, Mark said, I love you, for the first time. Everything was fine for a while until he told me that I was the first person he's ever said that to. I was a little surprised, but not in a bad way, and didn't really make a big deal of it. He asked me how many other guys I've said it to. I told him one. That seemed to bother him. Mark knows that I'm still occasionally in contact with one of my exes, Eli, and it has never been an issue for Mark. However, after our conversation, Mark asked me if Eli was the ex that I had said I love you to. I was honest and said yes. A little background here. 
Eli and I grew up together and dated from when we were 20, 15 to 22. We broke up when I got accepted to grad school and found out that I'd have to move across the country because we realized that we had grown into different people and weren't going to spend our lives together. The break was, breakup was extremely amicable, and we remained close friends while I was out of town before I moved, and we talk maybe once a week currently. Just basic, how are you texts. Mark asked me how I feel about Eli now. I said that while I don't love him romantically anymore, he was a huge part of my life since childhood, and I still have very positive feelings about him and consider him an important person. Mark kept pressing, asking me if I still love Eli in any sense. I said that, no, I'm not in love with him, but Mark almost didn't seem to believe me. He kept prodding prodding me until I finally said that I will probably always love Eli as a person and respect him a lot, but that I have no romantic connection to him and fully accept that we are different people now. Mark was upset by this. The next day, Mark told me that he doesn't think I can truly love him unless I learn to unlove the men from my past. I asked what he meant, and again clarified that I am not in love with Eli, and he said that I should retain no love in any form for any other guys I've been with. I was, quite honestly, shocked and tried to explain to him that me loving someone as a friend is totally and completely different than being romantically in love with someone and that he is the only one that I have those feelings for. He insisted that I need to change my feelings about Eli. He almost seemed mad that I'm not resentful over the breakup. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Is this totally weird and out of line, or am I overreacting? Just to be clear, Eli and I talk very sparingly, probably 10 texts a week. If that, just to check in. I have no feelings for him anymore, but he was a huge part of my life for many, many years, and I don't think it's unreasonable for me to have generally positive feelings for him. Is Mark out of line, or am I? Mark and I easily exchange 50 to 100 texts a day, he writes, and we see each other multiple times a week. So I consider 10 texts to be a brief conversation. It's very surface level, how are you, how's work type of thing, not in depth. TLDR. Boyfriend says that I have to unlove my ex before I can love him. I clarify that I love and respect my ex as a person, but I have no romantic love for him. Boyfriend is deeply upset. Who's being unreasonable? And that was posted by... Big platypus. <laughs> All right, big platypus. Uh, Mark sounds real fucking insecure. Yeah, and threatened, you know, by the fact that you're in con, you know, in contact with your ex and it still have, you know, some sort of emotion towards them. But like this, that's fucking. It's very normal, you know. Somebody is a big part of your life, especially if, it, if you know you break up for amicable reasons. I think like maintaining a friendship there. That's that's a good sign from a partner that shows that they're you know pretty mature, and I think not a not a bad thing at all. And it's good as a person to like maintain those relationships, you know, because if a big part of your life like that, yeah. I don't know. I I value having exes, uh, you know, around as friends, and you still hold some sort of feelings there. Um, but like you articulated to him, like this would be a problem if you were you know pining for this guy, and that's why you're talking all the time. But, you know, you spent, what, seven fucking years together. You're texting occasionally. That's a fucking friendship. And, you know, even if that wigs your boyfriend out here, uh, you know, makes him feel like a little threatened, you got to trust your partner in these situations. You got to trust that they're telling the truth. They're just talking to him normally. Because if you can't do that, if you can't trust him about that, you shouldn't be in the fucking relationship at all. And the answer to not trusting them isn't that, 
you know, they need to change and unlove this person and stop talking to this person. If they're not doing anything wrong and you're trying to, like, force them to cut out that behavior, that's really fucking bizarre. That's very, very insecure. And that's toxic as fuck, and that's what's going to fuck your relationship up, not the fact that your, your partner's talking to her fucking ex from years ago. Homeboy made it to 26 years old without ever telling somebody that, like, a romantic partner that he loved them. Which, Ew, yeah. Which that seems a little strange to me, uh. But you know, you know. Then again, I'm not all people, so maybe some people, you know, it takes a little bit more for them to gain that level of attachment. That being said, he's he's gone this long without saying it, and now he's finally said it, so he feels very vulnerable. And then it starts this snowball conversation, and so he feels really like just out in the open. He's like. I love you. It's this perfect moment. I've told the woman I love that I love her. Have you ever said that to someone before? Yes. Once. <laughs> well, but, okay, like, who, who? Oh, this guy I talked to, Bill. Um, um, like, I can see where his, <laughs> I can see where it's coming from. That, like, his perfect moment was, was destroyed, but he's not reacting to it uh, well at all. Yeah, you definitely do not need to unlove the people from your past before you can love him. And the no. way you, the way you're describing this love that you have for Eli is like, yeah, he's like a great dude. Uh, you know, we had a lot of good times together, and I wish him all the best. That's the kind of love I think you have. You know? Yeah, bingo. And I think uh, no fucking good response there on on taking it from this dude's perspective. Because, yeah, if you're insecure, you are in this vulnerable situation. And also, if you had been experienced like being in love with somebody or saying it to them, then your conception of love is probably different than hers. And you're feeling these intense emotions. And it's like, well, she felt them for this other guy. And these are so intense. Like, how could this possibly go away? It must sure. be like the same thing for her. Sure. So, I, no, I, th- I think you're right. And I think it's a combination with the insecurity into just the snowball of misunderstanding and feeling kind of threatened and, and being vulnerable and uh, saying that, like like you said. So I, I think you just got to keep hammering the point here. Yeah. You know, it just, it's, it is different than what you're feeling. This isn't, you know, it's in the way that you love one of your close friends. It's, a, I'm not in love with him. You got to keep that going. And hopefully you can get this point across. But to a certain extent, like I can empathize with this, He's allowed to be a little upset for a while. You know, there's reasons for it without him just being, you know, somebody you should break up with. But if this shit like keeps continuing and he right. does not come around on this, that's, that's the bad sign. And, uh, you know, that's when you might have to fucking end things. Cause you know, irrational behavior for a little bit that fucking happens. You get upset sometimes, but if, if you can't switch him on this, that is a, that's a big old red flag. Yep. Yep. I'm trying to remember a thing that I was going to say, but I can't remember, so I'm cutting this out. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, um, it's spooky. Oh, what I was going to say. I fucking found it. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I'm going to stop ruining the show real quick. Your brain will do all kinds of fun gymnastics to make you think that love is like this eternal thing. Uh, and so that's, I think you're totally on the money when you say that's where he is. Like with that very intense emotion, it's like, it seems like it'll never end. Uh, but here it is over for this other person, which maybe he's also like, but what? So she's just going to stop loving me someday. 
Ooh. You know, yeah. I've I've only ever loved one person, and I'm gonna love her until I die. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna Mark Mark, maybe not. We'll even say probably not. <laughs> yeah, and and that's that's also just a general and important awareness to have uh, about feelings like that in a relationship. Like it, it's good to feel love. It's good to feel the intense emotions, but like. You also got to you got to maintain a little bit there. Like if you have fully convinced yourself like this is going to last forever, there's no chance anything could ever happen, then any sign of something bad is going to wig you the fuck out cuz yep. you've like created this standard of perfection and like these emotions are so intense. But she she still feels something for X like oh my god, it's fucking falling apart. You got to like I said, you you got to maintain there. Curtail that just just a little bit. You know, recognize that it's a good and important feeling and you have it now, but like, don't put all that weight and expectation of it lasting forever. And like, you found the one and all these things because it's going to make you wig out. And I think it's going to make you sabotage the relationship like our boy Mark is here. Yep. Don't do it to yourself, Mark. You gotta, gotta look after yourself. You gotta take care of your, uh, of your emotional state and like, understand that the relationship that she and Eli have is more like it's like a former boss kind of you know he's like yeah i wish them all the best <laughs> <laughs> like they have that history but it's it's in the past so bingo and she's with you now as we've stressed before yeah focus on that fucking shit you guys are together now if she wanted to be with this dude she'd be with she'd be with him she probably wouldn't be telling you about any of this just chill just chill the fuck out man fucking mark i feel for mark though you're right so i hope you know, I hope he gets his head on straight and after this kind of initial wave of intense emotion comes on that he levels out a little bit and, and gets some perspective. Trick ass Mark. Yeah. Old Mark. Hey, uh, hey Arthur. Yeah. Uh does a penis feel good? Yes. How would you describe the feeling of being penetrated by someone you love? And I was posted by the wind, one, two, three. While I have never been penetrated by somebody I love, I have been penetrated. No, that's not true. I loved, I loved him. He didn't necessarily love me. It's a very sad story. Um, yeah, that sucked. But anyway, uh, it did the penis feel good? Yeah, yeah, it feels good. Uh, someone in the comments here said fullness, and it's kind of like that. I don't know how. Like, obviously, no vaginer over here, but uh, I can imagine how that would feel fuller. Than perhaps the the boost tank, uh, main, <laughs> mainly what you feel as a as a as a dude being penetrated by another penis haver is uh, is you feel that that prostate getting beat up, you feel that walnut getting the pressure, and that <laughs> and that is some good shit. Might I tell you that is some pretty good shit when they get the angle right. Ooh ooh ooh. That's uh, that's one good description, but I'll, I'll tell you, too, what a thrifty baby girl here says. And uh, she says, I would compare it to putting the handle of a hairbrush into your vagina. It's not magical by any means. That being said, I do love my BF and having sex with him. I just like other aspects of sex better, like kissing, holding, squeezing, and feeling their, their body. That probably is the oh. better part, honestly, yeah. than, the, than the penetrative part. Than the uh, than the penis. Yep. Yeah. There are many parts of sex that are better than the penis. <laughs> Dick is abundant uh, and of little value. 
I don't I don't have specific experience in this realm. Uh, but I will say, and I feel like most people have an experience, like having sex with somebody you're in love with is definitely like a whole different feeling than, you know, just kind of normal sex. I don't know. There's more of like a stronger emotional, like almost spiritual component to it. You know, that's more than just like this feels good. There's like, I don't know, to me at least, it's like a literal physical connection with somebody you feel emotionally connected with. And that's wonderful. It, it, you know, it's a warm and nice fucking feeling. And uh, yeah. So does a penis feel good? Maybe. But if it's the penis, it might feel amazing. <laughs> Very well put. Very well put. You ready to move on to this next one? Let's do it. So kind of, you know, working into that whole, uh, you know, the penis and uh, spiritual and emotional connection. Does a man feel intense sexual energy towards every woman he's with, or is it really a special connection? I have intense chemistry with this guy, and I know he feels it too. My wonder is if he's like that with every woman he's with because guys generally like sex a lot, or is the connection real? And that was posted by Barry Juice 23 Well, there we go. Yeah, this is, this is what we were talking about before. And uh, I don't know if my answer personally is like, no, it's, it's, it's not the same with everybody. It's Absolutely. definitely a more intense, you know, special thing with somebody you're in love with. Um, and, it, 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 you know, that just, that just kind of depends. I reckon if you're dating somebody, like I said, there's all these more emotional layers to it. Uh, not that like hooking up with somebody is bad or like the sex is bad in those situations, but it, but it is different. And uh, the fact that you're asking this though, I reckon you're probably maybe feeling a little a little worried here, you know, or, or you, you want to know if like this intense thing you're feeling that he's feeling it too. And I, I kind of get that insecurity, especially if you know you're early in the relationship here, because um, feeling feeling that intense of emotion with sex like that's a really fucking vulnerable experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you definitely feel kind of, I don't know, let down or a, a little, uh, what's the word? Not even disappointed. Um, but if, you, if you're having these intense feelings and then this guy, it's, you know, it's just fucking, uh, I could see that, you know, it, that would that would suck. They would you oh, know, yeah. you've been vulnerable there. And, you know, this is just some sort of fucking game to them. And, uh, you know, that, that's tough. But the, the only way to figure this out is to is to talk to him about this because this is different for everybody, and you know if this is somebody you've just been hooking up with and it's not in a relationship, maybe maybe don't worry about that so much. Maybe uh, you know if you have those strong feelings, maybe try to make it a relationship here. Um, but regardless, if you're feeling this intensive emotion, you should communicate that to him and, and see where he's at because if you're both in that same place and you're not dating, then uh, hey, maybe you should. And if you're both in that same place and you're already in a relationship. I think communicating to that each other is is, is really important and uh, uh, brings you closer. And it's also hot as fuck. Yeah. Oh, it's the hottest shit in the world when you're like fucking, when your spirit, your sweat, your breath intertwine. It's like. <laughs> Wait, what's it like? It's like. <laughs> it's like, macho uh, man coming for you. That's what it's like. Oh, yeah. My uh, emotional connection in, in all relationships is Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> that's, my, that's my love language. It's snapping into a Slim Jim. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think Aston answered. I think it's about time that I let these motherfuckers know 
that our intro song is the song hanging on by the band Nowhere and that you can find their music at nowheremusic.bandcamp.com. And, uh, you know, much like there's uh, the penis, that, that special sacred phallus out there somewhere, there's also the Hayfellows. Or you can find it at Instagram.com slash the Hayfellows or on Spotify. Search the Hayfellows. It's, uh, it's three words. Uh, and the outro song is Stephanie. And uh, they're pretty rad. Sorry I compared you guys to the penis. I don't know. Maybe that's a compliment. I don't know. I, think, I mean, if it's the penis, that's like, that's like a platonic ideal. There you that's go. Perfect. The, that's fucking perfect. The Hayfellows. The prototypical hello boys. <laughs> I love it. Well, hey, you know what else I love? You, the listener, and I thank you from the bottom of my uh, disease-addled heart uh, for uh, coming and, you know, listening to the show. And uh, I was a little whacked out on fucking cold medicine the whole time, so hope it didn't get too fucking weird for you. And I love you. Thanks. Bye. Mwah. Howdy, folks. It's Donovan with a quick request for us here. Uh, maybe a proposition, even. You know, if you're listening to us, uh, you like us, at least we hope so, and we certainly like you, nay, love you, for listening to us. And uh, we've been doing this, this show for a little over a year now, and we're, we're trying to get more serious about our marketing here and about, about getting the show out there uh, to get more guests on and uh, maybe, get some, maybe get some cool advertising dollars so I can buy a microphone that doesn't echo real bad. Uh, anyways, if you're down to help us out with that, if you can go on iTunes and rate us five stars and maybe even write a little tiny review there, uh, it don't really matter what it is as long as it's nice. Doing that pushes our rankings up substantially, and that helps us out a lot. So if you feel like doing that, if you can do that for us, we'd appreciate it very much. And, uh, yeah, we love you. Thanks. Here's the Hey Fellows. <laughs>